0: I'm Jim Brown, your Bible teacher here at Grace and Truth Ministries. I am te- We've been teaching on Jeremiah. He's one of my favorite characters in all the Bible. The man had more guts than anybody in the Bible. Well, maybe not more than Paul, but as much. Maybe not more than Moses, but as much. I love Jeremiah. He was talking about... Israel forsaking God Jeremiah we're talking about and his book is about judgment he is not telling Israel You need to repent. He said, if you repent, God won't bring all this evil upon you that he's purposed to do. God creates evil. This is my 22nd or 23rd, 24th message on God creating evil. Now, the reason he created evil is for the very reason that America is going to be celebrating this day, this weekend, called Easter, Easter, Easter. Christmas. Why are you separating these apart, Jim? This is the way they come on the calendar. Halloween. And Valentine's. Along with Mardi Gras. These are all the same sun and tree worship in the ancient world. It depends on who is celebrating it. They all set it apart. Halloween is Samhain, S-A-M-H-A-I-N. It looks like Samhain. A rock group called themselves Samhain. It's actually Samhain. It's pronounced S o. W-E-N, Sowen. that's the way it's pronounced. And Halloween is actually, when the Roman Catholics brought into the church, they called it All Hallows' Eve. And that is what the Celts... The Celts are found in England. There's some of them in France, but we always think of England when we think of the Celts. England. And they are the people who participated in this. Their superstitious people were called the Druids. Druids had been around here, around the world, long before Jesus came. Now Christmas is the Romanist the Romans worship Romans worship they're in Rome of the feast of Saturn Saturn and all of this has to do with the sun worship. And then you get over here to Valentine's, which comes on the february the fourteenth. That's a very significant Date, They had 360 days in the old ancient calendar. Therefore, Mardi Gras is the same thing as Easter, the same thing as the Feast of Saturn. The Saturnalia was a sun festival that went from December the 17th through the 24th. And when the 24th came they threw the Yule log into the fire Yule means wheel and the fire wheel was the swastika it was like so it was actually the Big Dipper in four phases that's this is against nature and it's because everything is going to the right. The, this is called the dextrogyrate. That's because the Big Dipper, the, the real, I don't have enough room to draw it. I'll, I'll erase some of this over here, move it over. I'll erase that and move it back. Then you had the sinistro gyrate. Sinistro is where is where the arms go to the left. Sinus in the Latin is the word left. We get our word sinister from that. Sinister. In the ancient world the Jews believed that a left handed man was an evil man he was a sinister man well this is the sinistral gyrate because the arms go to the left This Hitler didn't invent this this has been around for thousands of years it was among the pagans even among some of the Christians used it it was called a good luck symbol good luck symbol Good luck symbol. And the luck that it was good luck for was because this is actually, this is the Big Dipper in four phases. This is what they're going to celebrate this weekend called Easter. Easter was a a sun goddess of Britain in the ancient world. So what this is, let me put it up here. I've done this so many times before. This is not something I made up. You can't make up this much stuff. What the ancient world did, they went out at midnight every three months and they checked the Big Dipper and in the summer, June 3rd, it would be up here. This was called the Wheel of the Year. We get the wreath from this. The Christmas wreath or any wreath is actually a swastika. And then you had June 3rd here. And then you had June, July, August, September. You have September 3rd. They would go out at midnight. And they would look at the Big Dipper. And this is what they got, September 3rd here, and then December the 3rd here, they were checking at midnight, and then as you go into March, March 3rd would be over here, and what were they looking for? They were looking to go into March. The biggest problem they had was getting through this cold, hard winter, especially in areas that was very cold like Norway, Sweden, Denmark. They, they worshipped the sun there and said they were looking for the sun to come back. This is where everything was darkness. It's the same thing. I've got it on this. I've got it on this. uh, If I find my... Here it is. I've got it on this right here. This is the sun right here. Men think that they thought in the ancient world that the sun was getting dimmer and dimmer and dimmer. That's because... When winter comes, let me see here, when winter comes, the earth is leaning at 23 and a half degrees. It leans at that. And when the earth gets around here, the northern hemisphere is winter. Because it's leaning away from the sun. If you notice in the southern hemisphere, when it's winter up here, it's summer down here. Mm -hmm. Well, whenever, in most of the northern hemisphere countries, you've got all these sun god festivals. They thought that the sun was burning out here. I usually put it on the board this way. Well, I put it on the board like this right here. Oh wait! I put it on the board like this. This peep—the ancient world thought the sun is burning out. It wasn't burning out. It was just leaning on its axis, moving further away from the sun, and so they thought when it was leaned furthest furthest away, they called that they called that the winter solstice. The winter solstice was December the 21st that's the longest nights of the year and all the pagans studied the stars and they studied and they wanted this Big Dipper this clock this was considered a good luck clock and they wanted to come all the way around to the spring so they could have crops it was about food it was about crops then you had each you had one Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight festivals on this wheel of the year, or the swastika. Swastika comes from, it was when Himmler, when Hitler sent Himmler, he was the head of his SS. He was the guy that killed so many of the Jews, killed thousands, millions of them. He was the guy that gave the orders. He sent Himmler over to Tibet, That's over in the Far East, just right below China. He sent him to Tibet, and he was looking for an Aryan, a y r n, a y r a n, an Aryan race. Hitler had heard that the Tibetan Buddhists had long arms, long legs, and he sent him over there. To measure them and he took measurements of all these Tibetan Buddhists and when he came back he brought the swastika which was a Tibetan Buddhist sign it comes from Su Vasti Su Vasti means well it means it is good it is good has basically the same meaning as amen. Whether people like it or not, that's true. The swastika was the Boy Scout symbol in the mid-20s in America. It had added to it, it had, it had, This is the fleur de lis. Fleur de lis means flower of the lily, flower of the li- li- lily. That was a term for the Mary of Roman Catholicism as well as as well as queen of heaven. Mary was called Queen of Heaven. And the pagans said something had to be turning this wheel. They did not know that those stars of the Big Dipper were millions of light years away from us. They didn't know that. So they said somebody had to be turning the Big Dipper, and they said the person turning the, dip, turning the Big Dipper was Queen of Heaven. Now, God reprimands Israel for worshiping the Queen of Heaven in Jeremiah seven and Jeremiah forty four. The Queen of Heaven to the ancient world was Venus, Aphrodite. Malita. Malita means means a female mediator mediator or mediatrix now that's why when they outlawed the old ancient fire worship there were two there were two uh, monarchs of the Roman Empire, two Caesars that said they would not wear the robes of the Pontifex Maximus Anybody familiar with Roman Catholicism knows Pontifex Maximus is the title uh, of the Pope in Rome. He is the Supreme Maximum High Priest. That's what he's called. Well, the Pontifex Maximus was the head of the fire worship at Rome. So they just simply adopted that title and gave it to the Pope they outlawed these two Caesars, Gratian and Numa. They're the ones that said they would not wear those robes of the Pontifex Maximus. So what they did, they implemented Roman Catholicism, they implemented the fire worship into Rome. What they did, they just simply amalgamated the two together and pulled them together and blended them together. What they did, they have little niches in Catholicism. If you're walking along a wall, you see a little grotto or a little niche. It's got a statue in it. It might be Jupiter or it might be Aphrodite. Aphrodite means wrath subduer. When you pray to the Mary of Roman Catholicism, she's supposed to subdue the wrath of Jesus. And Jesus doesn't have wrath. His father does. And they say that Mary is the wrath subduer. Aphrodite means wrath subduer. Malita means female mediator, one who subdues the wrath of another. So this is what Easter and Christmas is all about. I I said before when you look at this the way the earth is the summer solstice is on the summer solstice is on uh June the 22nd and the and then you come to the equinox equinox means equal night equal night this has to do with easter because every one of those things I put on the board, every one of them, the Celts, they would, what they did, what the Celts did, the Celts, they said that at the end of the harvest, end of harvest, and that would be on On October 31st, that was the end of the harvest. That's when all the crops had been harvested that they'd been planting all summer long. And the pagans said the crops were dying, so they had to give, they had to give some offerings to the dead here at this time. They said it was evil demons or evil gods that took the crops down into You know, y'all realize how much information there is on this? I can talk about this all night long. The amount of information is phenomenal. And America just accepts it all without any question. But they said that these evil gods, Hades, Styx, and, and Pluto, Pluto was an evil god long before it was dog in a comedy. A long time before that. And they said these were evil gods and they were killing the crops and they wouldn't come back until the resurrection in the spring. Do you realize how much of an evil system this is? It's got America fooled. And then then the Romans would have their the festival for their gods here at December seventeenth through twenty fourth, a seven day festival, and then the next day they would throw the Yule log. The, the fire wheel into the fire, and it would spring, up, spring out in the form of a tree the next day, and they said the tree was the giver of all divine gifts to men. The giver of all divine gifts means, what well, that goes back to the tree of the knowledge of good and evil in the garden. When Eve saw a tree that was good for food, good for food, it was pleasant to the eye, and it would make her wise. That's the same things that John said in First John 2.16. 2, 16. 2, 16. All that's in the world, the lust of the flesh. That's what Eve saw pleasant to the eye. Oh, excuse me, good for food, lust of the flesh, lust of the eye, pleasant to the eye, and pride of life. It can make her wise. And she could be proud in her own conceits. That is what's in the tree. That is the Christmas tree. It is Christmas whether anybody likes it or not. Then, that was in Rome. They had their festival to the tree god. Then, when you get into February, February 14th is a very significant day. That's what we call Valentine's Day, and that was the last day of Mardi Gras. That's the last day of Mardi Gras. They had a just like they had seven day festival in Rome. They had a seven day festival among the Franks. Franks were the French. So they had a seven-day festival, started on the 7th of February, went through the 14th. And they called this festival, particularly the last day, they called that Fat Tuesday. Or the word in the French is Mardi Gras. It had to do with their son. In fact, it connects with Easter directly this way. They said the next day they called that Mardi Gras and they would stuff themselves with every kind of delectable foods. They would have sexual orgies and they had a king of the Mardi Gras and they also had a king of the saturnia. Notice how they all repeat one another. Well, the 14th was the end of Mardi Gras, and that was also Valentine's. St. Valentine's Day was set up by the Pope. I've got so much information on these guys, I can't read it all. Now, what Easter is about, I like that fleur-de-lis. You see the fleur-de-lis among the French. That is a French thing. Southern Louisiana, that's where the French people in Canada migrated down to in the 1800s. They call them Cajuns and they're French and they speak a broken French down there in Louisiana. It's French. Well, You see this fleur-de-lis on the helmets of the New Orleans Saints. And instead of counties they in Louisiana, they have parishes. A parish is where you go and worship God at a Roman Catholic church. That's what they've got all over Louisiana. It's parishes. And this fleur-de-lis represented mary that was a a sign of mary in the ancient world so when you go into louisiana fleur-de-lis is a common sign that you see down there it's everywhere that was a sign of the roman catholic mary i don't know why the boy scouts adopted it like this but they did and that was and the of course the 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 swastika is nothing but the Big Dipper and his four phases, and they wanted to see the Big Dipper get through this cold, hard winter and back to spring, back to Easter. Let me tell you something about among the pagans. When I was a little boy, my father and I was four or five years old, He would buy all of us Easter outfits, and my mother would have an Easter bonnet or an Easter hat. That's because the flowers were all blooming, and the pagans said if the the trees have new clothes, then we need to have new clothes, and that's where the Easter outfits came from. There was a Jew named Irving Berlin, He wrote a song in the early 40s. It was called The Easter Parade. And it went like this. In your Easter bonnet, with all the frills upon it, you'll be the proudest lady in the Easter Parade on Fifth Avenue in New York. And they would go out and show off their hats. And he wrote The Easter Parade. He also wrote White Christmas and he was a Jew. Can you get that? Irving Berlin. Now, let me erase this so I can get to some other things. All right. I've got to finish this up over here. It's it's amazing how little... I didn't learn all this one week. I've taught on it for years. The swastika is was a good luck symbol because they was wanting the the Big Dipper to get around to spring so they could have crops again. That's why they called it good luck. They even found some swastikas on some of the believers doors and sashes and the windows, window sashes in the first century because they were good luck. Now, Now, what happened? Where Easter comes in? When you go the next day after the 14th, after Mardi Gras, is the 15th, and it was always on Wednesday, and the Roman Catholics, that's where the people in the ancient world started mourning 40 days for Tammuz Tammuz was a sea god and he was a fish god and they they mourned 40 days from the 15th until the 25th of March March 25 and all this works out because of their 360 day calendar now they mourned for those 40 days for Tammuz. You're going to find that in Ezekiel the 8th chapter. This is this is about Ezekiel the 8th chapter is somewhere around 590 maybe 593 or 4 BC. This is 600 years before Jesus is even born of Mary. 600 years. Now, what I want us to do, that 15th, the Roman Catholics brought that into their church and called that Ash Wednesday. And then they brought this 40 days weeping for Tammuz and brought that into the church, the Catholic church, and called it Lent. And they had to give up something for Lent because they're mourning for it. Now, I want us to go over to that, go to Ezekiel, the 8th chapter, and I want to show you the first sunrise service. sunrise service had to do with worshiping the sun. Because that's what the ancients did. So, this Easter thing, which is 40 days weeping for Tammuz, was brought in the Roman Catholic Church and renamed Lent. And it started with Ash Wednesday. where they would put ashes on their forehead to mourn. Now, go to Ezekiel, the 8th chapter. Ezekiel is already in Babylon. He was carried over there. It's believed that he was carried over in the second deportation. It was a non-military deportation. Non-military. They had three deportations from by Babylon. Israel being carried away, one in 605, which is a peaceful deportation, peaceful. Then they had one in 5, 97 some will say 96 bc and that was a peaceful deportation and then when god said i've had my fill of israel going after baal and the grove and all of these things baal was the sun god of israel represented by the fire and that's where you get all of these candles lit up in the roman catholic church that's to the fire god And then you have Baal and the grove. The grove was the tree goddess, and whether anybody likes it or not, that is the Christmas tree that you can see in Jeremiah 10. Learn not the way of the heathen, and be not afraid of these signs of heaven. For the heathen, for the people, cut a tree out of the forest, they deck it with silver and gold, because it moves not, and they build it on a platform. That's the Christmas tree if there is one. It's just foolish what America's doing. These people who don't want to recognize this, it's idiocy. It's all this ties together. Now look here in Ezekiel 8. Ezekiel is already in Babylon. He's been carried away. In this second deportation, he's carried away in five... (laughs) Somewhere around 597. He's carried into Babylon. Babylon's on the Euphrates River. And here's the Euphrates. Goes down into the Persian Gulf. Where we had that war. This is the Persian Gulf. And Babylon is right here. Israel is over here. Israel is over here. And Babylon is over here on the Euphrates. It's about six hundred and fifty to seven hundred mile seven hundred miles from Jerusalem over to Babylon. And they're carried away over there. Now, I want us to read this. And what God is doing, God is showing Ezekiel in Babylon by visions what's going on here over in Israel. It's Ezekiel is a special emissary of God. He's given special visions of what's happening. And that's exactly what is this is showing here in Ezekiel 8. In verse 7 of Ezekiel 8, And he brought me to the door of the court. This is God bringing Ezekiel to the door of the court of the temple. And when I looked, behold, a hole in the wall... He looks through a hole in this wall that surrounds the temple. The temple was like so. It was surrounded by a wall. So, evidently, he's looking through a hole in this wall. Well, he's probably up here. Because this is the temple. This is Solomon's porch. Here's the seven candlesticks. Here's the table of showbread. The altar of incense. The curtain. And the, and the Ark of the Covenant. With the mercy seat on top of it. He's looking in here. Here is the altar. And here is the brazen sea. I've got a picture of that. I love this picture. It really shows you what's going on. The Feast of Saturn, December the 17th through twenty-four, And so, let me see here. Let me get over here to the... Here is the temple. Here it is right there. There it is. There's the temple. Here's the brazen sea. It was originally uh, just a small laver where the high priest could wash. But as they multiplied, everyone inside this wall, evidently he was looking through a hole somewhere in this wall, seeing what's going on up here. He was looking through, and all these have to be Levites. You had to be a Levite to be inside the temple area. So these are all Levites, the third son of Jacob, and they were the priesthood of Israel. Now, everybody in that picture has to be a Levite, must be. Then he says, He said to me, Son of man, dig now in the wall. And when I digged in the wall, behold a door. Somehow God created a door for Ezekiel to see. And he said unto me, Go in and behold the wicked abominations that the Israelites are doing. This is not talking about pagans. It's talking about Jews right before they're carried away into captivity. So I went in and saw, behold, every form of creeping things, an abominable beast, and all the idols of the house of Israel. This is why Jeremiah is prophesying all the time. He's prophesying because they're involved in all of this. We're not talking about heathens. We're talking about we're talking about Israelites and portrayed upon the wall round about, and there stood before them seventy men of the ancients of the house of Israel. In the midst of them stood Jehoshaniah, the son of Shaphan, with every man his censer in his hand, and a thick cloud of incense went up. Then said he unto me, Son of man, hast thou seen what the ancients, these old men of the house of Israel do in the dark he's saying what they're doing is sin this is why God scattered them and Jeremiah says God's bringing evil upon them this is the reason and every man in the chamber of his imagery for they say the Lord seeth us not the Lord hath forsaken the earth he don't know what we're doing They say that over and over and over again. They say that in the 23rd chapter of Jeremiah. They say that in the 10th chapter of Psalms. He does not know. He does not care. You think God doesn't know what men are doing? You think he doesn't know what the United States is doing? He said unto me, Turn thee yet again, and thou shalt see greater abominations that Israel is doing Then he brought me to the door of the gate of the Lord's house. Brought me to the door of the gate. There's a gate here and a door right behind it. He brought him here, right there. Brought Ezekiel there in a spirit, not in body, because he's in Babylon. Can you see that? he's in Babylon and God is showing him visions of what's going on in Israel and why he's going to destroy them in verse 13 he said also unto me turn thee again and thou shalt see greater abominations that Israel is doing this is why I'm scattering them. see Ezekiel is saying the same things that Jeremiah said all the way through his book Then he brought me to the door of the gate of the Lord's house, which was towards the north, somewhere up in this area, or north of this, somewhere in this area, because he's going to be looking at this sea and at this altar. And behold, there sat women weeping for Tammuz. There's the the Lent that the Catholics brought into church and renamed it. You can't clean up that which is unclean. Then said he unto me, Hast thou seen this? They're weeping for Tammuz. They wept for Tammuz for 40 days, from the 14th, 15th, all the way to the 25th of March. And the thing is, nine months after the 25th of March is December the 25th, the birthday of their sun god, Mithra. I don't know of anybody I've never heard anybody teach on this but me. I've never heard a man deal with this right here. No preacher ever in my life. I have heard thousands of preachers. I've never heard anybody even deal with this. Then said he unto me, Hast thou seen this, O son of man? Turn thee yet again, and thou shalt see greater abomination than these that Israel is doing. He's over in Babylon. God has picked him up in the Spirit and let him see what Israel is doing. This is why he's going to destroy Israel. And he brought me into the inner court of the Lord's house. The inner court would be somewhere in this area in here. That's the inner court. He brought me to the inner court of the Lord's house and behold at the door of the temple of the lord only levites are in there levi was the third son of jacob only high, only priests are in there between the porch and the altar between the porch of solomon's porch and the altar right here where they burnt their sacrifices there were 25 men but look what they're doing look what they're doing there were 5 and 20 men who are the backs toward the temple the temple faced east the backs are toward the temple they're facing east there's 25 men right in that area right there and what are they doing they're worshiping the sun toward the east. First sunrise services, Israel acting like heathens worshiping the sun. Boy, that is just, when I first read that, I thought, good grief. My father used to have sunrise services. This is long before Jesus is born or even dies and is resurrected on the first day of the week. It's just, it's insane. And we have accepted this and call it Easter Sunday. Let me tell you something about Jesus' resurrection. Mr. Geisler, who is a historian, he's an ancient historian. He said, the Jews did not have, or the Christians did not have one day a year They worshiped Jesus and gave homage to His resurrection. They worshiped His resurrection every first day of the week. Sunday! That's the day He rose from the dead. i got to tell you something else about that. So He says, they worshiped the sun toward the east. And look over here, the same 25 men, God is condemning them Ezekiel is condemning them. God is showing Ezekiel what's happening 700 miles away in Jerusalem at the temple, how they're still serving these idol gods. That's why God scattered them. That's what Jeremiah's message was about. That's what Ezekiel's message is about. Look at chapter 11. Moreover, the Spirit lifted me up. Now, what is the Spirit of the Lord? Is it the same Spirit in the New Testament? The Holy Spirit is truth, John 14:1516, John 15 16, John 1526, John 16:13, first John five and six. The spirit is the truth. The truth lifted me up and brought me into the east gate of the Lord's house, which looketh eastward and behold at the door of the gate the same five and twenty men among whom I saw Zeazania the son of Azar, and Pellatea, the son of Benaiah, princes of the people, then said he unto me, Son of man, these are the men that devise mischief in Israel. the leaders in Israel. Why do you think God scattered them? And they were scattered for 2,600 years until May 14, 1948. And give wicked counsel to this city, which say, it is not near, judgment's not near, it's not going to happen. Let us build houses. This city is a cauldron and we be the flesh that's going to build all this. Now, let me give you some other things about Ishtar. Ishtar. I knew I was going to have more need more time than one day on a Sunday. Everything, this is really astounding, everything that that Jeremiah is saying it's the same things that that Ezekiel is saying. When you're talking about Halloween, the Feast of Saturn, 2017 through 24th, you're talking about Valentine's, which comes the last day of Mardi Gras, and then you're talking about these. These are all the same thing in different cultures. They're the same thing. Easter, equals Christmas, equals Halloween, equals Valentine's, equals Mardi Gras, equals Easter. It was just different cultures in the ancient world. What does eggs have to do with Jesus? What does bunny rabbits, you know what that's about? Eggs are a sign of fertility. These were fertility gods. Rabbits are a picture of Fertility among animals, they multiply at great neck speed. If you ever had any, they have babies one right after the other. And that's fertility. Let me show you something. Go over here to John 20 and 1. This is where people, they don't know enough about culture, customs, idioms, metaphor. John 20 and 1. Jesus has died. He's resurrected. It says here in John 20 and 1, The first day of the week cometh Mary Magdalene early, when it was yet dark, unto the sepulcher. And he's already risen from the dead. The first day of the week, let me explain something to you. When you look at the word week... It's the word Sabbathon sabbath. Let me erase some of this. The first day of the week. When you look up week in your strongs, it will say sabbath. The first day of the sabbath. Well, does that mean that's the Sabbath day? No. Let me explain something to you. In my studies, I found out the Jews numbered every day of the week from the Sabbath. They called Sunday the first day of the Sabbath. That's Sunday. They called Monday the second day of the Sabbath the sabbath they call tuesday the third day of the sabbath they call wednesday the fourth day if you don't know this you're not even going to know when you look up the word "wake." week you say, why does it say sabbath uh, it says he, rose, says he rose on the sabbath no it doesn't say that it says he rose on the first day of the sabbath which was Sunday. And it was the first day. And you can look over here in Luke twenty four. He's been crucified and he resurrects. Says the same thing here in Luke twenty four. Luke twenty four and verse one. Now upon the first day of the sabbath sunday that's when he arose from the dead you have to know that about jewish culture you don't have any idea what that means and look over here and it doesn't say it once it says it four times look at mark 16 this is the day he resurrects from the dead mark 16 If he rose on the, if he rose on Saturday it would say on the Sabbath, not the first day of the Sabbath. And Mark 16 verse 2 16 and 2 and very early in the morning on the first day of the Sabbath. That Sunday. If you don't know how the Jews counted their days, you're not going to have any idea what this is talking about when you look it up. And then in Matthew 28 and 1, each time it says first day of the Sabbath, you will know that he's at the end of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John is when he's resurrected from the dead. Matthew 28 and verse 1 one, And the end of the Sabbath day began to dawn toward the first day of the Sabbath. That's Sunday. That's Sunday. And look back at Luke. People want to argue about Jesus. What day was crucified? He was crucified on Friday. Friday, according to John 19. Let me give you John 19 one more time. John 19. John 19. Jesus is dead. They've come around. They break not his legs. A bone of him was not broken. In verse 36, the Passover lamb could have no bone broken. I've told you all about that. They put him on a cross with a footstool down here and they, they had they had this was the stipes, was the upright piece. It was a stake. But there was the cross piece. They had learned how to deal with it. It was called the patibulum. p a t i b u l e m The patibulum, they would... Take the patibulum. That's what he would carry out to the place of crucifixion. They would bury this stipes in there before he was taken out to be crucified. Then it was lame on the ground. When you see a picture of Jesus carrying the cross piece like this, that's how it was. I used to complain about that when I was young, but that's how what they carried. They carried the patibulum. And that was what was so heavy that he had to have Simon the Cyrenian help him carry. And he bowed down under it. Well, they would take him on the ground and nail him to this to this cross piece. They would nail it between the ulna and the radius. They didn't drive it through the what we call the palm. They said the palm went from the end of the fingers... Up to the elbow—that's what they call the palm. They had to drive it through between the radius and the ulna. I remember that from high school, from high school biology. They had to drive it there because if they'd have driven it in the middle of his what we call the palm, they would have broken the bones in his hand, and a and a bone cannot be broken of the Passover lamb. So when you see that, a lot of the a lot of the painters will paint it right there. When, they, when the Roman Catholics talk about stigmata and they're always bleeding from the middle, and I'm sorry, that don't work. That whoever's doing that is phony. They're faking you out. They drove it here. And then they would twist that that patibulum back where he was out of joint. The, the Passover lamb had to be disjointed. They could not break any bone in it. You can read that in the 12th chapter of Exodus. And when they bent it backward like that, it would throw his body out of joint and he could breathe in, but he couldn't exhale. So what they would do, they put this little footstool on there. I thought that was for their comfort when I first saw it. No, it's not. It's so they could push up and exhale. They could push up and exhale. That's why it was against Jewish law to have anybody on a cross on the Sabbath. That's why they would come around and break their legs. And they came around, broke the legs of the two men beside him, so they would expire and they'd die. They came to Jesus. He was dead already. Good thing. If they had broke his legs, he would not have been the Passover lamb. Whether the people like that or not, that's the truth. And that's why he had to have this patibulum and the stipes, and the little footstool. Because that way they could break their legs and they could quit breathing. But when they got to Jesus, he was dead already. Now, it was against Jewish law to have anybody on a cross after sundown on the Sabbath. That's why they didn't break their legs. Then you go through this chapter and Nicodemus comes by night wants to take his body in verses 29 and 30. Then in verse 42, there laid they Jesus, therefore because of the Jews' preparation day. I want to explain something here. This was the Jews' preparation day. Day is the noun that Jews in preparation Jews in that place is not a noun the Jews preparation Jews is has to have a noun that it's modifying preparation This is the Jews' preparation. It says, it's the Jews' preparation day. If you notice, day is in italics. That's not even in the text. It's the Jews' preparation. Jews is an adjective. Tell which preparation is is. And that word preparation is the word parascuane. P a r a s k e u a d a. -A 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 P A R A S K E U N. This Ada makes that feminine, feminine gender. This is the preparation of the Jews. It's feminine because they call Friday. mother of the Sabbath that was the mother of the Sabbath he certainly was slain on Friday you can't get around this Jews preparation it's feminine gender and their Periscuit was feminine gender it was the mother of the Sabbath the mother of the Sabbath they called that Friday, they called every Friday the Mother of the Sabbath. And when you look over here at Mark the fifteenth chapter, the day he was crucified, people like to fight over when he was crucified. You if you go into these definitions and these genders, you're gonna find out when he was crucified. He was crucified on Friday. And then over in Mark fifteen, same time factor. Verse 42, when the evening was come because it was the preparation, that is the day before Sabbath. It was the day before Sabbath. That was Friday. And preparation is feminine gender. Parascuane. Now, people want to, they want to bring this stuff in. Let me tell you something else about sun and tree worship. If you have Hastings Encyclopedia of Religion, look up in it Arthurian Legend. It's talking about King Arthur. King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table, according to every source I can go into, was nothing but thinly veiled sun and tree worship. You can look and see the parallels between Christianity and between sun worship. If you'll notice, Arthur is the only one that could pull the, the sword out of the stone. The stone is a picture. This is all parallel to Christianity. He could pull the, the sword out of the stone. The stone would be an anti-type of Christ. The sword would be an antitype, an opposing type of the word of God. Morgan Le Fay, Morgan Le Fay was Arthur's sister. Morgan Le Fay. Morgan, L-E-F-E-Y. That comes from Moore. Moore was the sea among the English, when they talk about the Moors, that's the edge of the sea. And it means the sea, La Fay means the fairy. The sea fairy, we've said, that what the Celts call fairies, the Jews call demons, and the Arabs call genies. So this was a sea fairy or a sea demon. And among the Philistines, Dagon was the sea demon. And Tammuz among the Babylonians was the sea demon. And all of this, notice the mixture that goes on in this. It's just a convolution, one thing mixing with another. And the... The magician in all of this was Merlin. Merlin, now this, this really gets kind of hairy when you think of this. Merlin was the magician. And it was said that Merlin could change himself into a wolf oh wait a minute that goes along with vampires and lycanthropy l-y-c-a-n-t-h-r-o lycanthropy lycanthropy is werewolves and they're supposed to be moonstruck I'm just simply showing you a lot of the parallels that they put in paganism. That parallels right along when the man came to Jesus in Matthew 17 and said, my son is lunatic. What he was saying, he's moonstruck. Lunatic comes from lunar. Lunar is the word moon. It's moon. He said, my son is moonstruck. Vampires go they go way back beyond the eighteen hundreds when Bram Stoker wrote Dracula. He got the guy that invented that. If you go into Hastings Encyclopedia, get the V volume volume and look at vampires, it will tell you. Notice what evil men do to parallel truth in all of this. It's like they blend truth with a lie to fool people. They say in the Hastings under Vampire that vampires were demons. We know there's no such thing as demons, and there's no such thing as vampires. Vampires were blood suckers, weren't they? Isn't that what they were? What are Roman Catholics? They're blood drinkers. Vampires are blood drinkers. Roman Catholicism, they say, you have to drink the blood of Christ. And that you, you get all of that in the Eucharist. When they raise the Eucharist up and say Hocus Corpus Infully, they tell all the Catholics, the Roman Catholics, to come down and partake of the body and the blood of Christ. They say the body and the blood is incorporated in that Eucharist. It it's, has several titles. It's called the very being of Christ in that, then they tell you, oh, in Hastings' encyclopedia of religion, the way you get rid of a vampire, you drive it into a bottle. Who? Oh, that's where genie goes, isn't it? A genie goes into a bottle. Well, they say you drive the vampire into a bottle, but we know what a bottle was. In the, in the biblical times, it was a goat's stomach. The word familiar spirit is the word OWB, and it means bottle. And a bottle was a goat's stomach that they dried out and they put a stopper in one end and they kept the other end open so they could pour all their juices in there and had a strap on it they could carry it around their neck. You've seen guys in pictures carrying one of these bottles. And they said they, they could, in the ancient world, these guys who were con artists said they would talk to your ancestors in a bottle. And they had learned ventriloquism so they would pretend to be talking by peeping and muttering that's what the bible says about israel when assyria attacked them in the 10th chapter of isaiah it said there was no time to peep or mutter it was so sudden that the assyrians came upon them they weren't able to consult their wizards or their witches so they so that's what they did they and the man was moonstruck. If you're looking up, if you're looking up werewolves, you look up lycanthropy. You don't look up werewolves. It's the same thing as werewolves. And that's what that's what it was said that in the Arthurian legend. That's what Merlin said. It was said that Merlin could turn himself. Where did shift? They call that shape shifting. If you get into The study of this, you're going to run across shape-shifting everywhere in mythology. Where did it start? In the garden where Satan transformed himself into a serpent. And he became an animal. All of this is very parallel to the truth. That's why I like studying it. You can see the parallel. When I was studying, Lancelot is supposed to be the hero. Lancelot. He's the hero, and of course he had an affair with Guinevere. Guinevere is supposed to be a picture of the sun. All of these and much more are pictures of you find the sun and tree worship and this What's I was reading I'm reading uh, the book God's Secretaries it's about the translation of the King James Bible and the writer will tell you that the head translator was a man named Lancelot Andrews he had a Roman Catholic name in the old movie Excalibur you will see they will tell you that Morgana, that Morgan Le Fay, and that Our Lady of the Lake were all the same thing. It shows in Excalibur how how uh, the hero, uh, King Arthur, breaks the sword when he's fighting Lancelot. And he breaks the sword and he throws it into the lake. And our Lady of the Lake comes up with a sword. The guys in the movies do more research than the Baptist preachers. We got our Lady of the Lake Catholic Church over here. I've been in, in, in St. Louis here, and there's our Lady of the Lake Catholic Church there. They got them all over America. Our Lady of the Lake. And that's Roman Catholic. now, I've said this already, but since the trees had new clothes, they said we have to have new, new spring outfits. This is all the Celts at the end of the harvest in October 31st. It's the Romans. It's every society had their way of worshiping the sun god. The when the when the sun got to the winter solstice it began to regenerate and become alive again let me go over here after the winter solstice let me see here As the sun came to the winter solstice December the twenty first notice it starts to brighten again because it's coming out of its come out of its deep orbit turned away from the sun right here it's coming back around and the the northern hemisphere is aiming toward the sun so when it gets to when it gets to here, it's like the sun is coming alive again. It's not actually becoming bigger or smaller. It's just because the earth, its own, its axis is going around. And they figured that out. They figured some part of that out. They probably didn't know all of it. And so they began to worship the sun. Now, in, I have a book. It's on Robin Hood. Robin Hood is also about sun and tree worship. It goes into all the same thing. You can research all this and you're going to find it's, it's just like all the fairy tales are about sun and tree worship. When you get into Cinderella, you get into Rumpelstiltskin, it's all about sun and tree worship. All the fairy tales. It's, It's nearly impossible to understand and read all these things. Now, I've got papers on these holidays. I've got so many papers, there's no way I can read them all. You've got, here's one on Mother's Day and Father's Day, how it's pagan, Valentine's Day, how it's pagan, Easter Sunday, and it tells you, Easter or Ishtar, Easter comes from Ishtar. Let me give you this. Easter comes from Ishtar. And from that we get the word Ashtart. And from that we get Ashtaroth, A-S-H-T-O-R-E-T-H. With an E it's singular, with an O it's plural. The Ashtaroth, you're going to find Israel going after the Ashtaroth, that's all the female tree deities. That's a generic term for female tree deities. Ashtaroth. And from Ishtar we get the word Aster. And aster is the word star in the Greek. Star. And I've said before, because all these trees were worshipped in the stars, Mr. Uh, In his book, uh, I can't even think of the guy's name, Uh, the guy who was an archaeologist in the, Middle East and he wrote this book and he said because they worshipped all these gods and the stars they put a star on top of Venus and Venus was never worshipped in human form she's always worshipped in the form of a triangle that's Venus in fact when you see a Christmas tree you can walk up and say how you doing Venus have you seen Hercules lately you can do that and people may not like that, but that's just that's what it is. It's Venus, huh? Yeah, Layard's Nineveh. Layard's Nineveh. I, sometimes these names just delude me. And Layard's Nineveh. Mr. Layard printed his his books on Layard's Nineveh back in 1849, and he said this in 18 in the 1830s, whenever he was writing the book. Now. Easter is the bare-breasted pagan fertility goddess of the East. This is comes off of the internet on evil holidays. It's the bare-breasted pagan fertility goddess of the East. I don't want to be crude, but since it was all fertility worship, the triangle is a picture of the pubic triangle. That had to do with fertility. I've got any number of places they will tell you that. We're involved in some of the most corrupt things in America. I'm not ever going to have anything to do with Easter or Christmas. You're doing the same thing. That, what do you think Mardi Gras is about? It's about sex. They go down there, have all kinds of orgies down there during the Mardi Gras, and it's French. That's to do with the Fleur de Lee. Flower of the lily. How much time do I have, Mike? Seventeen. Seventeen. I'm gonna start reading to you a paper that I wrote and I'll finish it up Sunday. This is a book that I wrote on Easter. This is a not a book, but a paper I wrote on Easter. Easter. What is Easter? It is the resurrection of the fertility god or goddess after the day of the carnival of Mardi Gras. Where did it originate? Easter was the name of the verdant goddess of spring. New life was said to begin at this time of the ancient world. This was a time when trees began to bud. Flowers bloomed after a long and severe winter. The hope of the ancient pagans was that they could survive a cold, hard winter and that the gods would bless them as they resurrected nature's crops in the spring that was in March on this end of the swastika. It was March is when the blooms begin to come out. It was this right here. It was March right there. That's where it was. It was the sun moving around or the wheel of the air moving around, getting back to Mars. This is all cold here. Cold. In the Scandinavian world, Norway, Sweden, and Denmark, they would take the fire wheel, which was the form of the swastika. It was like so. And they would set it on fire, get on top of a a hill, and they say if it got so far, they would have good crops in the spring. Very superstitious people. They also had the... They had the pagans in this Scandinavian world. Scandinavia is north of Europe. It's up there above Germany in the real cold area, Norway, Sweden, Denmark, and Finland. And they had a... They had a party and they would hang these, these wreaths and holly around their pagan temples because they said they were magical, they could live through the real cold winter. And they had parties for their sun god and they would sing the old wassailing bowl song. It is not a Christian song, it has nothing to do with Jesus. They would sing. Deck the halls with boughs of holly, fa-la-la-la-la. And that was to commemorate these things that could live for the real cold weather. It has nothing to do with Jesus. Where do you find Jesus in deck the halls? Nowhere. And you know that's the song they always sing on TV when they're having a Christmas time in some movie. Deck the halls with bows of holly, you ignoramuses. It doesn't have anything to do with Jesus. Neither does Christmas, neither does Easter now let me continue reading new life came forth through the hard winter that the gods would bless them as they resurrected nature's crops in the spring a thousand years before the birth of Jesus the gods of nature resurrected at this time of the year this goddess Easter Easter is one time in the Bible let me give that to you before I run out of time Acts, the 12th chapter. It's one time in the Bible. It is a bad translation. This is where I believe the Roman Catholics stepped forward, maybe Lancelot Andrews stepped forward and got his way in this translation. Acts 12. And I'll get there in a minute. I can't hardly turn the pages of this Bible. It's getting wore out. Acts 12. They had taken Peter captive. And they were going to release him. You get here in Acts 12. About that time, verse 1, Herod the king stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the church. And he killed James, the brother of John, with a sword. And because he saw it please the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. Then were the days of unleavened bread. That is Passover. And when he had apprehended Peter, he put him in prison and delivered him to four quaternions of soldiers to keep him, intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. That doesn't say Easter in the original text. It's the only time Easter is mentioned. Some Roman Catholic got a hold of that. The word is Pascha. or P A S C H. Hey, Pascha, Passover. Good grief! Who in the world did that? We need to kick them right in the tail. May have been in Lancelot Andrews, the head translator of the King James Bible. It's not. It's not Easter. It's Passover. It's connected with the Feast of Unleavened Bread, which is a, which is at the Passover. It's just. It's insane what we let people get by with. Every time you find the word Passover in your King James Bible, every time it is the word Pascha in your Strong's Exhaustive Concordance. It is not Easter. That's disgusting. Put some pagan unholy day in there. It's just, I'm disgusted with people who do that kind of stuff. The Roman Catholics had hold on the King James Bible. I don't I use the King James Bible because it comes from the correct text, the Textus Receptus. You can get that in an interlinear Bible. It will say Pasca. Passover. It will not say Easter in here. The interlinear has the Greek on the top line and the English right under it. I don't even trust the English in it. I don't use the my interlinear to read the copy on right or left. I use it to check out the actual original words. There's so many things that have been wrong. How, many, how much time do you have, Mike? Ten. Ten. Let me keep reading this. This is the paper I did on Easter, and everybody can have a copy if they want it. A thousand years before the birth of Jesus the gods of nature resurrected at this time of the year the gods of nature because the sun came out at that time of the year this goddess easter had many names in different cultural societies osterra ishtar estera the goddess of the east of the saxons ostern ostern the germans they've got a mixer called, oh, Stern. It's a mixer. I think Mary used to have one. Ashtar of the Syrians, which was a Greek form of Asherah, the grove of the Hebrews. The grove was the tree goddess. And Ashtaroth, the female deities of the Mediterranean, including Venus, Aphrodite, Diana, Ceres, Sybil, Isis, Malita, the female mediatrix called the queen of heaven that God condemns Israel for worshiping in the 7th chapter of Jeremiah and the 44th chapter of Jeremiah. God is condemning Catholicism. I've got a t-shirt that says the reason the World Trade Center came down is because Israel celebrated Christmas under another name in the ancient world. And that's why. Because when... Anyone who sided with Israel when they were declared a nation, when they were declared a nation, May 14, 1948, all the Arab nations says, if America sides with Israel, you are automatically in jihad. You're in a holy war against us. So May 15, 1948, the United States was in a holy war with all the Arab people. These female deities were were all forms of, of the tree goddess of Jeremiah 10 and Isaiah 44. You've got the tree goddess. In Isaiah 44, the Bible speaks, a man cuts a tree out of the forest, he cooks with it, makes his meal with it, he, he decorates with it, and he makes him a god out of it. And when it says oak, and it talks about the oak tree, the word oak in the 44th chapter, Is the word A L L O N, Alon? That's the same thing as Allah. Allah is the one God of the Muslims. It's I don't know how how can I find this much information, and other preachers can't find any, not a word. I've got stacks of information. I can't get a hold. I can't tell you everything that's in here. I've got a book on Mardi Gras guide. A lady sent this to me from New Orleans years ago. It's it's crazy the things that it's got in it. It's got things in it like everything I've told you. They had a king of the Mardi Gras. He had to die at the end of Mardi Gras. Just like the guy had the king of Saturnalia had to die at the end of that. It's got in here. It's got Fleur de Lis all through here. It's got Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras there. And it's got the early church fathers, realizing it was impossible to divorce their converts from their pagan customs, decided instead to direct them into Christian channels. What they did is they made paganism Christianity. Who can bring a clean thing out of unclean? Not one in Jeremiah 14 and in Job 14. There's so much in here. Here you go. Fruity Lee, Flower of the Lily, a magazine celebrating the Mardi Gras of New Orleans, a French town, Catholic town. That's, that's astounding to me. And they've got more in here. Excalibur. Excalibur was a sword of, Lancel- of King Arthur in the Arthurian legend. It's because it's mixed with Catholicism. Arthurian legend has been an inspiration for several organizations that stage balls and parades, including King Arthur, Merlin, Camelot, and the Round Table. Excalibur is either of two legendary swords of King Arthur, one bestowed upon him by Lady of the Lake. Roman Catholicism. You can't believe what they've got. And it just They're just verifying everything I've said. King Arthur. In a, in a Mardi Gras magazine, legendary, legendary British king and his men of the round table have provided some of the most colorful romantic tales of all, of this carnival, the knights of King Arthur. And I got a lot to say about those knights. Hitler, when he came back from Tibet, he brought back the Arthurian things. He made him a round table with 12 seats, for his biggest generals. He wanted to imitate King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table. How about Babylon? In this Mardi Gras book. Babylon was an important city on the Euphrates. It's namesake Mardi Gras. That's a namesake. Organization was founded by the Gesture Club and so forth. And you got the Knights of Chaos. You've got Hermes. It's just, it's astounding. They're not even trying to hide these things. Known for its reverence, the crew of the Tucks. Remember Friartuck in Robin Hood? It's in here. It's its insanity. And Damion... Named for the the Olympian God of Fertility. I'll re, I could read some more of that. Am I out of time, Mike? Three. Three minutes. I'll come back and cover some more. I knew I couldn't cover all this in one day on Sunday. I don't believe in Easter. I believe in the resurrection of Jesus. I believe he died to save sinners, his elect family. I believe he was born of a virgin in Bethlehem, but Christmas and Easter, Mardi Gras and Halloween, all that has nothing to do with him. Nothing. You you lying preachers, you lazy preachers, you bums. They're bums. I don't know how I can find all this information. They can't find one word. They can't find one sentence. It's Everywhere, it's like Santa Claus. It's like Ray Stevens said, he's everywhere. He's everywhere, and every, that's that's exactly what this paganism is. It's everywhere. Well, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, thank you for truth. Lord, help the church to grow. Help these people that write to us to grow. Help me, Lord. Give me strength to continue for years to come, if it's according to your mercy and will. And God will praise you for everything. You have to fight our battles. I can't fight any of them, Lord. I am so tired. Help me. Help the people here at the ministry. We pray for the people that write these letters and these emails. Strengthen them in the word. Teach them they have to study the word. And we'll praise you for everything in Christ's name. Amen. Well, that was a...